by the way. This cauliflower is ridiculous. Cauliflower. I'm skeptical. But I believe you. I know you're a good cook. Learn about it. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Today's the first day of grill season, so we've grilled barbecue chicken and are having grilled grapefruit gin and tonics. That will now be over twice a week. What do you think? It's so good. It's really good. I, I really look forward to that first day every year. And this sounds kind of snobby because most people in New York don't have backyards. I know. But where I can turn the grill on mm-hmm. and make something. I just grilled everything I could find right now. Really, including, including fruit. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had a grilled cocktail? I have not. That's where I am right now. Where'd you hear that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't make it up. Sounds good. Tastes good. Right? Mm-hmm. How about that barbecue sauce? Homemade, right? Homemade, baby. Mm-hmm. Homemade from homemade at the Stubbs family <laughs> ranch. I mean, it's technically homemade. Stubbs is the best, isn't it? It's really good. Um, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Um, there's, there's so much. There's an the unbelievable amount. Um, so I had I had like eight topics that I trimmed down today. Um, so I want to start with I don't know if you've been following this, but Obama has been on a tour of Asia this week. Yeah. Um, and during that time, he's going to two places, really. Um, Vietnam. Yep. And then today's in Japan, actually. And he's going to be at Hiroshima. And um, August 6, 1945, was when those bomb, the fact that bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Nuclear bomb. He's going there. He's said, and his aides have said, that he's not going to apologize. He's not there to apologize, um, but he's there to put a focus on civilian casualties of wartime. Right. Right. Um, so it's kind of a, I don't know, it's, it's, it's odd. I, I suppose it's sort of got some sort of symbolic value of an American president to go there. Um, but this is large, part of a larger sort of, hold on Sam. Yeah. Take a little sip. Yeah. Relax. Because you inhaled the chicken. I know. It's in my throat. Um, <laughs> you literally have a yeah. whole chicken yeah, in your throat right seriously. now. Yeah. I could, I could die in this podcast. Um, what if you die because you <laughs> choked on I know. chicken? It's probably a good way to go. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Okay. Um, so he's, he's in Asia this week essentially part of a larger program that he announced a couple of years ago, known sort of, I guess officially and colloquially as the pivot to Asia. Does that mean anything to you? Have you heard that term? Yeah, I've the, heard it. Yeah. Does it have any significance? You Can you imagine what it might mean? Why there would be a pivot to Asia? Um, No. No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm thinking basketball immediately. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. I'm thinking Yao Ming. Right, right. Okay. So very quickly, after World War II, there was basically, at least in the Western bloc of countries, mm-hmm. um, or what came to be called that, an order that was created where America would be essentially the great military power. Right. And these former powers that were America's enemies were at first occupied and then neutralized and demilitarized. Right. So like West Germany, 
uh, Japan. They are, have limited military and so on. And they're basically turned into, I guess, trading states, right? That they're, they're big, big producers um, of goods and items. And, and um, America is more sort of focused on base building and military presence, right? So they're sort of running security while these other countries end up focusing on industrial production. Um, after the collapse of communism, you have this sort of issue where now that there's no longer this threat of the Soviet Union, the U.S. is left with 800 bases around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big question for America after the collapse of communism was, will China get on board with the American view, right? Um, and basically there's like this moment, right? From 89 to 92 ish where basically America said, Hey, we found the way of the future. It's the end of history as they called it. And basically it was that politics should be liberal democracy and economics should be capitalism. That was just to say everybody should be American. Right. Right. And, and they basically tried to entice China to get on board much like they had sort of imposed their will on West Germany and Japan. But the big difference was China was not willing to be a sidekick right. like those two other guys. Right. Um, and China basically said, uh, thank you, but no thank you, and went their own way. And what that's come down to is basically, I think it's basically a naval race um, in the South China Sea right now. And so the pivot to Asia is basically this program where in the 21st century, actually Hillary Clinton's got a whole foreign policy article on this called America's 21st Century, where she's talking about this. And she wrote it when she was, or one of her aides probably wrote it when she was uh, Secretary of State. And essentially, the argument is, is that the American future lies in Asia, not in Europe. If, right. if 20th century was about how Europe went, the 21st century is about how Asia goes. Okay, And so the Americans are basically, you know, sending ships over there. Our entire seventh fleet is just sitting in the Pacific. Yeah. Just, just sort of, you know, uh, we're buzzing other, 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 uh, Chinese, um, carriers and stuff like that with our airplanes. Yeah. And we're riding by with our aircraft carriers and stuff like that, just to sort of uh, show a force. And this is part of this whole plan to like go around and visit people, um, is basically to reassure our allies that we're in Asia and um just chilling in asia yeah we're there we're there and we're not going anywhere um which many people and if you i don't know it's interesting it's like very hard to like you know predict the future or whatever but but looking at the origins of world war one it basically started with an arms race between the brits and the germans yep. and it was about the navy um what right now we have a basically a submarine um, arms race between the Chinese and the Americans. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's basically subs. Where like, who can build the biggest and baddest oh subs? Um, now we have drone subs that are being built. Um, and yeah, so there's like this weird kind of posturing going on um, in in the South China Sea. Have you heard about the island building? Yeah, yeah. So all all of this kind of stuff is going kind on, of right? badass. Actually, it's crazy. That's kind of awesome. It's crazy. I mean, the Chinese are basically saying we're going to find any reef that we can and just dump a bunch of dump sand a bunch of and sand. plant a flag. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then according to the UN, you yeah. get 12 nautical miles radius around it's it. It comes from international to territorial waters. So it's like, yeah. it's crazy. Um, so what's your point? So my point is, is that I think they're like, many people are focused on the Middle East, right? Right. So the, the big focus is on Middle East and ISIS and... Um, that this is going to be, you know, that's going to be the real challenge of the present in terms of foreign policy. But in terms of a big state that has competing interests with us, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's the Chinese, right? And it's becoming increasingly clear that, that we're butting heads with them. You know, before yeah. it was all like theoretical, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, China's rising. Um, now it's, they're building submarines and building islands, Right, um, but what's the point? Who cares? What do you mean? Who cares? I'm saying, like, what's why do they why do they want to claim the sea? Uh, basically, for the same reason that we want to claim the sea. No, I'm saying which, why. What's the point? Trade. So what? The you people who people? people who control the 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 sea lanes yeah. can essentially control global trade. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's it's very big for them, and so weirdly, we, you know, we went to uh, Obama was in Vietnam and. He lifted the arms embargo. Did you hear about that? I did. But now it's making sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's former, so former, former enemy. Right. Yeah, yeah, former yeah. enemy. We had an arms embargo with them for like fifty years. Yeah. It, I just found that like really weird. It's crazy. It's really it feels weird. It feels kind of dirty. What in what sense? It feels like like they're using the Vietnam. Uh, they're using Vietnam so that they can have, arm this place next to china i mean it's, it's oh, legit yeah. it's legit yeah. to create a threat for china it has nothing to do with I mean, we think you guys should have arms i mean it's legit to create an ally there against china which right it just feels dirty yeah i i, I just find i it, mean also i mean granted they're building fake islands yeah which yeah is dirty right right but i don't know i feel like we we did some damage in vietnam let's let those people just go first <laughs> for a minute it's not long enough for us to <laughs> fuck with them again. Well, I, I guess that's my point. Well, <laughs> from the Vietnamese perspective, they've they've basically been have fought the Chinese at various points for a thousand years, literally a thousand yeah. years. So but this Chinese, is kind of more yeah. the same for them. It's like oh, the Chinese again. Um, I just find it weird that like um, what peace means for America is that we'll send you, sell you arms now. <laughs> It is crazy. It's like, we're not burying the hatchet. We're going to yeah. sell you the hatchet. Yeah. And that means we got peace. Like the, like, we're what? like the ultimate gangster, though, man. Yeah. It's, Honestly. It's weird. It's like, weird. Like, it feels dirty, but I, you, I could also argue that it's kind of awesome. Explain. I'm just saying that, like, that's how you have to look at the world. Like, straight up strategy. Like, fuck. Uh, China's kicking our ass. They're building islands. You know what we should do? Remember the, the Viet, all the Vietnamese people we fought, like, 35 no was it 50 years ago uh 75 so so 40 40 40 years years ago ago, yeah let's now arm those people so they can fuck with those people you know it's just like to to look at the world like that like a like a risk board yeah (laughs) it's literally like let's put some troops over here (laughs) because you're putting troops you know what i mean it's right it feels weird right yeah, I mean... By the way, I'm awesome at risk, so I should <laughs> definitely be on some sort of a board, an advisory board. I'm not kidding. Yeah, the qualifications I will, are... I yeah. beat people How many times have you won risk? Risk? Countless. I'm on their Wikipedia page. Really? No joke. I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I should be, though. Yeah, okay. Let's wrap this up. All Let's right, get a right. little more chicken. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you.
wrap it up. Yeah. What would people do? All right, guys. See you Not next set. week. Not yet. We just wanted to. We kind of wanted to talk about the pivot to China. Yeah. Pivot to Asia. All we're right. Done. Where are we going next? Let's pivot out of China. Okay, we're pivoting. pivoting where are we going? Back to America. Nice. Um, the only two places that matter. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let that just hang there. Um, For trade. And pivoting. <laughs> um, I got to do it. I haven't talked about it in a long time. Supreme Court, baby. <laughs> Are you? Uh, yes. Really? I have to. Yes. Oh, man. We're losing viewers. <laughs> Not viewers. It, first of all, it's listening. We're, listening? Okay. No, we're losing listeners at a rapid pace. Listen, listen. Um, and my, my mom's back on, so... We, we She's been listening? More. Yeah, yeah. She was off for a while. Like, too much cursing? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Aruna. <laughs> okay. I try to keep it down. All right. So, Monday, there was a couple uh, of rulings that I thought were pretty pretty um, interesting. One, one more so than the other. So, I'm just going to sort of blow by the first one pretty quickly. In Virginia, there was a ruling that basically said that... So, there was a redistricting in Virginia... And Republicans were trying to challenge that redistricting um, because what they wanted to do was draw these crazy districts where basically all the black people would be in certain districts. Yeah. Um, and what that would do is be dilute the power of the black vote, which usually skews Democratic in, in the state. Yeah. Um, and so if you have them, you know, in just a couple districts, you kind of know where that vote's going and then everything else is up for grabs, right? So that was, that was, uh, they were struck down. They, they, they did not get that, which is pretty big because, which might have repercussions about districting all around the country. Um, when, especially when race is seen as, as an issue. Yep. Um, which brings me to the next one, which is very much about race. This was Foster v. Chapman. Um, and this is about peremptory strikes in the jury pool. Have you ever heard of that? You know what that I is? Have no idea. Okay. What you just okay. Said. So, so when you're have you ever, have jewelry you're, pool, uh, wait, wait. And I thought about a giant pool like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> jumped in in Ducktales. By the way, not joking. Not even trying to be funny. So my mind went. <laughs> That's where you sounds going. awesome. Okay. Tell me more. That sounds good. Um, have you ever have you ever done jury, jury duty? I'm it. I don't want to put that out there in the world. Okay. But the answer is no. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I've lived in New York now for 11 or 12 years. Mm -hmm. 12 years. Never gotten the, the little got card? Ton got tons of those cards. Oh, really? And I, then I would move. <laughs> and I moved a lot. So I've never done it. And then I went on, like, uh, I went to see if there's a warrant out for my arrest. <laughs> and there's not. Okay. So for okay. some crazy reason. Okay. Moving and not reporting it is a great idea. Okay. If you don't want to do That's the strategy day. if you don't want to do it. For have those, you? yes, I have. It was an awesome. I have. No, it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. Um, what was the case? Can you talk about it? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I got struck though. This is this is, this is this is the point. I kind of tried to get struck. So here's the thing: is no, that no, no, no. Is you that got struck, what, bro? Yeah, don't yeah. try to take credit for it. No, no. <laughs> I wanted to get fired. I, I did. No, you got fired, dude. <laughs> Go back. Tell me. So here's the thing: peremptory strikes are basically so they have a bunch of jurors, right? Yeah, and the prosecution. And the defense can come in and say, I don't 
I don't want this guy. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want and, him. And, 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 and just say, he's too old. And I think he's going to be biased because he's so old. What they say about right, you? Right? <laughs> so, that about so, you? No, 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 they didn't say anything. They never tell the juror that you're just suddenly, oh. you're, you're, it's just like you're fired for no reason, right? Oh, you, so uh, I imagine that you sit there and everyone gets to tell you what they hate about right, you. Right, right. Like you look at your shirts, gross. Yeah, yeah I just don't you, like your you, face. Yeah, you have weird eyes. <laughs> Yeah. You do have weird eyes. Right. Anyway, good. Right. Keep telling me what's going on. Right. Okay. So that's what a peremptory strike is. And so there was a court case that basically was challenging um, this guy, Foster, uh, was challenging the prosecution where this guy's on death row, right? And so he um, was convicted of rape and murder um, of uh, a woman in Georgia. He's black. The woman was white. She was um, old. I think she was 79. Ew. So it's like, it's like this really sort of terrible crime and so on. And he was convicted, right? And he was on death row. But what they found out in the challenge was that the prosecutors had a list of the jurors and they found the actual documents when they did a sort of, they demanded the documents where all the jurors' names, all yep. the black people had a little B next to it. And so they were they were just oh, they were just striking people no. based on race, and lo and behold, they had an all white jury. Um, and Damn. yeah, yeah. And like pick a different letter. <laughs> <laughs> like come on. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty egregious. So it was seven to one. Justice Roberts, who's a conservative, who you know earlier said you know racism is over in this country. Um, uh, wrote 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 the opinion and saying that this was egregious and so on. Yeah, there was one dissent. Can you guess who the no. dissenter was? Don't can tell you guess? Me. Don't tell I'll me. Give you one guess. No, was it Clarence? It was Clarence? No, Thomas. Clarence. Thurgood Marshall's replacement. You gotta tell me what the <laughs> hell's going through that guy's mind. Does he just hate being black? I, you know, that's. Um, I mean, that is yeah. a that's a next level. That's crazy. His he could do anything conservative, and I go, he's just conservative. But to do something where clearly um, there's racism going on, going towards black people, and you vote the opposite way, that is that's psychologically something's going on there. So I read part of his dissent, and part of it is like procedural, and it's about federal law versus state law, which is like okay, there's something there, but, but calm it's not really, down. but but yeah. really not a lot there. Um, but then there's this whole other fact of that they were, and there's an 86, before, by the way, before 1986, you could do that. You could use race. And then there was a case that challenged that. So post-86, you can't do that. And and so he, the evidence is just there, right? They're, they're doing this. He, you should, in the dissent, he's jumping through hoops trying to explain you know, it's acrobatics trying to explain why this is not racist, right? That wow. it's, it's like unbelievable. But everyone else. Everybody else. That's crazy. Man. Every single name is seven to one. So I'm going to guess you're not a fan of Clarence Thomas. No. Who's your favorite all. Supreme not Court judge? Go. Right now? Yeah. Ready? Hold on. Yep. We'll say it on three. One, two, three. Ginsburg. Uh, no. Uh, Sotomayor. Ew. Mayor? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Like first you, of all, you're, that, you're first of all that's just you're the like, last half of her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got mad, dude. You were like about to debate yeah. it. By the way, Ruth Ginsburg's the coolest. Everybody knows that. Oh, okay, okay. You just want to be different. The notorious RBG. Yeah. Well, so the, the moral of this, there's no question for me. You just, the, the moral of the story is Clarence Thomas is gross. Well, Clarence Thomas is He's gross. outrageous. Um, you can say gross. <laughs> he's going to listen. Um. I I don't know I my my question 
I, I suppose my question is, why do you think somebody who is black on the Supreme Court would go to such lengths to try to demonstrate that there's not institutionalized racism in a country that for a very long time had institutionalized racism? Mental illness, drugs, abuse of alcohol. <laughs> None of those. G- None g- of those give me qualify. something. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's a puzzle. I, I, really, I have no logical explanation. You would need to, honestly, you would need to talk to a serious psychotherapist, which, by the way, I can give you an opinion in that area if you want. It's just not educated. <laughs> but I, I could definitely... I could definitely size them up. I don't know. It's weird. What do you think? I don't know. I think it's. Um, I think he does have this. Uh, he's from Georgia, by the way. So this is this is a case that's probably like very close to home in a weird way because it's it's a Georgia case. Do you think he's just brainwashed? Uh, no, I think thinking he's, that this is a re- like like that he's not black. I don't think it's that. I think his view is that since the U.S., and it's not an irrational view. His view is that since the U.S. was based on discrimination on race yeah, um, for labor and everything else, um, that the way to transcend that history uh, is essentially to, as much as possible, try to not see race in everything. Um, and yeah, I mean, and so, and one way to do that is his judicial philosophy, which is originalism is just going back to, you know, what was their authorial intent of the 18th century, you know, that sort of thing. And just sort of putting blinders on, um, for the lived reality of America. Right. Um, which is like, that's like the debate of the, the, the Supreme court is like some people live in constitution. They're like, no, it's dead and it's frozen in time. Right. Um, so, and he's on that camp, the latter camp. So I don't know. I mean, it's I, I think it's it's not irrational, right? Like to say that the way to get over race is to to you know stop seeing all of reality through the prism of race, right? Yeah. So that's not like I get it. You know, the French do that, by the way. I mean, like their their whole thing is like the no, race doesn't exist. We're all French, right? And even though it, it's, it matters in America, it's. We it's harder. It we yeah, it's it harder. I don't know. I mean, it's so. What it's not. Say? It's just not that long ago. You know, like the right. Voting Rights Act was 1965. Yeah. You know, it's not like oh, this is ancient history here. It's like grandpas. So you know? you're, if it was ancient, you'd be okay with it. Well, no. I mean, it, it's it, it's not necessarily ancient, but but it's not how old it is. It's rather that you. I mean, you would think that after a hundred years of changed laws or you know, 150 years of change laws that there would be progress, right? right? But but within a generation, probably not a whole lot of progress, right, 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 you know, um, and still a lot of issues. Right? So you He's don't not, like so you don't like Clarence Thomas. You get 20 seconds. He's, okay, let's play a game. Okay, watch the clock, G. 20 seconds. Okay, 20. Seconds. You get 20 seconds. I'm Clarence Thomas. Okay, give me your opinion of me. Okay, why don't you ever speak? That's my first. Basic question. He's spoken three times Clock's in like 20 ticking, years. Bro. <laughs> Clock's ticking. <laughs> 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Um, why do you think there's no racism in this country? Are you t- responding? T- <laughs> no, I said, what would you say to him? 
Let me tell you I would what, ask him questions. Let me tell you what I learned. I wouldn't just like yell at him. Let I would me, ask him questions. Let me tell you what I just learned. <laughs> yeah. You're the worst in, uh, interviewer ever. <laughs> and two, you're really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like you, that was your 20 seconds to give a statement and tell someone what you think of, think of him. And you just went, why are you doing this? Dude, my, why are you doing this? my approach is not to um, harass somebody to, for 20 seconds. <laughs> by the way, I just wanted to run. I was so afraid of you. We're moving on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Give, give me give me some of that grilled drink. That was amazing. No, I was saying 20 seconds. Tell me what you're thinking, but you're supposed to be like, let me tell you, you're a scumbag. I can't stand what you've done. You're a terrible, terrible judge. Probably the worst judge ever. Everybody thinks it. Nobody likes you. And um, I'm going to save the last five seconds to just walk away and fart. <laughs> All right. What's our last okay, topic? Okay. Our last topic kind of intersects with the last one. Um, it's the death penalty. Um, so Dylan Roof, the Charleston killer. You remember him? I do. Um, last I summer, um, Charleston, he goes into a church and kills, I think, nine people. Brutal. Um, you know, for you know, avowedly racist reasons, um, and the prosecution has just said that they're going to seek the death penalty um, right. for him. Right. And my question to you is that: Are you for or against the death penalty? I am against the death penalty. You're against it. Yeah. Why? Um, because to me, it's kind of playing God a little bit too much. It's uh, obviously there's certain people that should be. Like this guy theoretically probably should be killed, but it's the times where they kill maybe an innocent person because they got it wrong that make that law a little bit scary for me. You know, mm-hmm. if if there's no history of any innocent people being convicted of murder, I'd probably be for the death penalty. But the times where they get it wrong, that would really suck. <laughs> like that would that would be a really bad way to go. Okay, so I can't think of many many worse ways to go than like being put to death by the state convicted of something you didn't do brutal right right um, maybe maybe hammer to the head would hurt more because <laughs> it would have to come a couple times yeah like if they didn't get if they didn't get knocked out <laughs> right that's arguably worse yeah. there's actually worse physical ways to die but mental ways right. that's pretty bad right unjustly killed by oh the state oh my god yeah that's, yeah, like you went through a process to yeah, die, yeah, and, and you were wrong. And you were the, on the wrong side of it, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> that the, sucks. The procedure worked. Um, what are you? You seem like a pro pro death guy for sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No, no, not at all. I think I, I don't know. I I disagree with it. I mean, interesting thing was that um, so in that Clarence Clarence Thomas dissent, he goes into this whole tirade about describing the crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a hor- horrific crime, right? And that, that, that's not sort of debatable, right? The crime that Foster may well have committed um, was a terrible crime. And he goes into the sort of gory details of what this guy probably did. Right. Um, and that's a strategy, right? That's a strategy to sort of work up your emotions. I get it. And um, He's assuming look, the guy did it. I think it's based on that... Justice is kind of revenge by the state, mm-hmm. right? So rather than you taking revenge into your own hands, the state will avenge you. Um, and I don't know. I don't 
necessarily, I don't know, I kind of disagree, certainly with the extent that that's allowed to be um, meted out. Um, So I don't know, I, I, we're both against, but I think maybe for slightly different reasons, right? So you're basically arguing that it's, it's because there have been, you know, innocent people killed that should make it, you know, because it's such an absolute thing to do um, that it can't be taken yeah. back, you know, then that he shouldn't do it, right? And I, which I which I totally get. Um, but theoretically, imagine, if you can imagine that if it was perfect, right, you always got the guilty party. Yeah. Dylan Roof, right? Imagine like there's no other, you know, innocent people who are going to get killed and there's going forward, it's going to be like the Dylan Roofs of the world are getting the death penalty. Right. I would still be against it. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, well, I just think it's too much power in the hands of the state. Right. So when you were saying playing God, um, that, you know, in the same way that the state, you know, has attempted uh, pre-Roe v. Wade to tell you to have a baby or not have a baby. Right. Um, to take your life or not take your life. Even um, if, even is, if is, in a perfect world, convicted of murdering oh, yeah, nine yeah, people yeah. in a church. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're still, you still want that person to, you don't want the state to be able to say, we, you should be dead. Yeah. I just think it's, it's too much. It's a step too far. I mean, but here's the thing, like, I'm totally contradictory on this because I'm, I, I think it's, that's too much state power. Right. Um, but then I'm also for the state saying that, yeah, you should get your kids vaccinated. Right. right. So, um, it's it's yeah no in in a certain way I mean like I I can give like oh it's like sort of the you know state interest and it's public health and you know that's a different thing I'm okay in a perfect world but really it's about the limits of state power right and that's that's also state power it's just different injections going in right one of them's going to kill you one of them's going to protect you from you know disease Um, but the whole same thing is an injection going in and the state is mandating it yeah Um, so. I don't know. I, I, it's so for life, you're okay with it, but for yeah. for the state sticking something in you, when it kills you, right? Yeah, yeah. I think in a perfect world, if all the people were absolutely guilty, in a you know, mm-hmm. what was that what was that Tom Cruise movie what where movie? like they could predict the crime? Cl- Minor- oh, minority. Like report. if the minority report were right. happening and they knew, but even then they got it wrong, didn't they? <laughs> No, I don't think they got it. Yeah, wrong. yeah. Yeah, that was the whole point of the movie, oh, really? man. I missed that point. The minority report. Uh, the one guy. <laughs> right, the yeah. one one that was well, off. Well, <laughs> maybe he did it, though. Did, was it 100% proven? It was likely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, minority yeah. Um, I think in a perfect world, I'm cool with them putting those people to death. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think because it's mm. not a perfect world, I don't trust. Right. People, right? Should we uh, make any predictions? What's going on? Uh, okay, so the the the, big, the biggest thing that um, well, it's happened today is that officially Donald Trump has gotten the delegate count to be the official nominee, which we already knew was going to happen, but is important because that means the Republican convention is not going nope. to be this huge fight and farce he's that the people guy. had predicted. Right? It's Love just it or gonna, hate he's, it. he's just going to slide into Got that it. seat. So that, that leaves the Democrats. Yeah. Um, so what I'm interested in, definitely, so Bernie has, the Democratic National Convention has made an accommodation to Bernie Sanders recognizing Understood. that he's got some power behind him. Yeah. And so Hillary Clinton has six picks that she's given and she's allowed to have for the, the, the platform writing committee. Yeah. Bernie's got five. Nice. Yeah. So that's not a big difference. Yeah. Uh, And he's got some, you know, firebrands on there like Cornell West and this guy Zogby. 
Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how yeah. that plays out. That's going to that that is going to. By the way, that's going to be a huge fight. Yeah, uh, Israel is going to be the basis of that fight. I understand. Um, so that's one. But the big thing is the possibility of a Trump Sanders debate, which might be Beautiful. June seventh. <laughs> Two old men just screaming <laughs> at each other on stage. How do you think they should do it? Just like sitting at the table? I think they should be in uh, Steel cage. recliners. <laughs> like they should both have a remote control in their hand and recliners. Rocking slightly. With the TV just dinner gently. in front of them, yeah. just screaming at each other. <laughs> I would love that. Or, in, or both getting their hair cut in a barber's chair. That'd be nice. Or on a, or on a bus, sitting right. next to each other right. on a bus, just screaming. <laughs> I'd love that. That that's actually sounds that's a good idea. Yeah, bring it on. I can't wait to see it. Well, what else? Um, that's it. <laughs> those, those are the yeah, things. So yeah, yeah. Trump Bernie debate. I think it's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? Yeah, it should happen. June seventh. That's yeah, what they're saying. It's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. You know what By Trump way, said, right? What Trump say? said that um, he'll only do it if he says he says because it's going to get the biggest ratings know, millions ever. Millions of dollars. Ten to fifteen million dollars have to go to a charity. You got to pay him. Um, I'd pay him. Yeah. Let and, me ask you a question. And here's here's a quote. Yeah. Donald Trump. I'd love to debate Bernie. He's a dream. <laughs> he is a dream. It's the one thing he got right. I like that. Do you think you and I would make really good uh, policy writers for the I think platform? we should be on the committee. Yeah. yeah. Are you I shocked think, we haven't been asked? I know. It's We've been doing this, what, three months now? Come on. Shocked? <laughs> yeah. I hope they're listening. I know. All right. I see you so. next week. See you next week.